0: Welcome back to Voices in My Head. This is your host, Rickley James, as always, and I'm very glad you can be here for episode number 138. Today is going to be the worship leader episode. Uh, I don't know what else to call it, so I guess I'll just call it that. We're going to be talking about worship leader. I've had some requests from listeners to talk about, um, you know, maybe some tips um, about leading worship in a uh, a church setting and and various places. So, um I don't know if I'm going to give anything extremely groundbreaking, but I'm going to try to do my best to to share some things that have been helpful to me that I've learned over the years I've been in my position here in Springfield, Ohio at First Church of the Nazarene for almost 15 years now and a couple years before that in North Carolina. And have led music in literally hundreds of churches and uh, venues at this point. and uh, And I'm still learning things. I can't say that I've learned it all by any means. But I uh, just want to help share um, whatever knowledge I have with those of you out there uh, that may be interested in such a thing. Just before I do, though, I wanted to share with you some exciting news that I guess it's okay to go ahead and tell. Uh, we went ahead and notified Um, donors uh, to my new project uh, at gofundme.com slash hymns, that's H-Y-M-N-S just like the hymns that you sing from a hymn book that's where we're raising money, we're about a thousand dollars away from the final goal um, for making my next project but some exciting and complicated things have been happening. And uh, my producer, Craig Adams, um, who's also uh, working at Lifeway Worship, he's my publisher, um, he, had some, uh, he wrote a great letter for me to give to donors, and I, I wanted to share at least some of that today with you and maybe help you to get excited about giving to this project just a little bit more. Um, the album itself that I'm releasing is independent of Lifeway, but Lifeway is helping me to record it because they're publishing the songs themselves. So I, I hope that makes sense to you, uh, but because of some wonderfully exciting things, um, the process has been slowed down just a little bit, and and I want to tell you why that's a good thing. And and here's a, a some of Craig's letter to the supporters. Um, <clears throat> says, dear friends and supporters of Rick Lee James. Alongside Rick, I want to thank you for your heartfelt and generous support of the development of his album. Like you, I see God's work at hand in Rick's life and creativity. It is a sincere joy to work with him on this project, and the Lord is already at work. And through what you have activated by your gift of love, the project is progressing very well. We have recorded some amazing instrumental tracks featuring some of the best players on the planet, literally. And uh, by the way, this is not Craig. This is Rick again. Uh, I I can attest to that. Man, they have done a wonderful job. the The instrumentation sounds great. Um, I cannot wait for you to hear the life. Back to Craig's letter again. Cannot wait for you to hear the life and passion that these folks have brought to the album. Along the journey, a couple of songs have been taking on a bit of an exciting life of their own. This is not uncommon when developing great songs. In one instance, hymn writers Keith and Kristen Getty have expressed interest in partnering with Rick and Lifeway in a song. Uh, The Gettys are ramping up the biggest album release in their history, and we are thrilled to see what transpires. Please pray with us about this incredible opportunity. Uh, This unexpected development is causing us to press a temporary pause in the production plans. If the song gets reshaped or tweaked in any way, we will need to amend or even re-record the instrumental tracks. Moreover, a partnership with the Gettys on this song can be a game-changer for Rick and his ministry in the days ahead. Um, So I I won't read any more of it right now, but just to let you know there's some exciting stuff going on that I I couldn't have dreamed the way that God was going to be working and moving through this album. I was very excited about it. Uh, As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, but please pray with us because it's looking like we're going to get to work with Keith and Kristen Getty. Uh, you're familiar with their music, most likely. Uh, the song "In Christ Alone," uh, how deep the Father's love for us. Uh, my, boy, I could just name a lot. The new hymnal that has come out um, through, I believe it's the the Baptist Church, actually features a lot of uh, Keith and Kristen Getty's hymns. They are actually some of my favorite hymn writers, and so uh, some of the music, as Craig said. Um, God just seems to be taking on a life of its own. And I haven't even got to put my vocals down yet. I've just done some scratch vocals. And um, and already these songs, uh, as they're being pitched to other artists, are starting to be picked up. So uh, that's good news for us. But it means pressing pause on, uh, on getting the album finished right away because we want to make sure it's right. Um, but we could still use your help. Even with LifeWay's assistance, um, the album itself that I'm putting out uh, independent of LifeWay, I still need your support. So if you could go to GoFundMe.com slash um maybe you're getting a, a good tax return this year, or whatever you'd like to do, um, you can give that gift through there and um, and I, I would really appreciate it. We're again within about a thousand dollars of what we need. I'm hoping to go ahead and get <clears throat> all the the background things that we need done, photography and um, you know somebody to uh, actually do the artwork for the album things like that in motion that I can go ahead and start paying for a little bit. Uh, but we need funds. We do. And, um, Anyway, I, I just hope that you'll partner with us and get to be a part of this exciting uh, album, which for me personally is historic because I've never had such um, interest from uh, other professional musicians and wanting to be a part of it, and um, just really excited. So pray with me on that. If you can, give. I would really appreciate it. Uh, follow What's Going On With Me on Twitter at Rick Lee James. Um, I'm not on Facebook until Easter because um, I have been fasting it for Lent. And it's been a wonderful break from Facebook, got to be honest. Um, But I'll be back on there soon, facebook.com slash James, And check out the new look to my website at rickleyjames.com. And there goes the buzzer. That means the dryer is done. Sorry, I may have to leave um, quickly, not because of the dryer, but because my son is asleep upstairs. I'm multitasking today. Uh, But unless I hear him crying, I'm going to go ahead and, and finish what I started here with this episode. All right, so here we are, seven minutes in. Sorry for all the babbling, but I wanted to share that exciting news. Um, let's talk about worship leading today. I, I love worship leading, and I, I think there's a a big mistake that uh, worship leading is seen as um, just music in that part of uh, a service. But uh, when we say worship leading, you know, it, it might be a little bit of an incorrect term. Maybe the the term that I like to use. Might be praise leader or or song leader because worship is what we do in all of the service. I mean, it's everything from um, our, our, the sacraments, you know, which are should always be done at the end of the service after the sermon. It's the music that we do. It's the prayers. Um, it's uh, it's it's so much more than just music. Uh, Psalm eighty one verses one through C one through three says, "Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy." to the God of Jacob raise a song sound the tambourine the sweet lyre with the harp blow the trumpet at the new moon the full moon on our feast day Um, those are are good words for us to hear and maybe those as song leaders should be where we come from that we get to raise a song and um, if we are anything as people who lead music for the church we're first and foremost not rock stars okay Um, and that unfortunately has become an image that a lot of uh, people have taken on over the years because the kind of music that seems to be put out these days for the radio play is often congregational type worship and um, there's incredible artists like Chris Tomlin uh, Matt Mahar uh, all sons and daughters different ones who do worship music but are worship artists and um, and I don't think it's any fault of them but it's just kind of how um, we as human beings tend to set ourselves up or other people set us up to where um, we start looking at people who are on a platform or a stage. We should never call the church platform a stage, by the way. Um, We start seeing the platform as a stage and we start seeing the people who are leading as sort of like the pros or (laughs) the people who are um, the rock stars, so to speak. So first and foremost, let's get over this rock star worship leader mentality. Uh, if we do anything, we are, we are leading. We are simply kind of pointing um, the people to God. Uh, we, it would help us as worship people, um, and, and this means pastors. Uh, this means anyone who has anything to do with the worship service. If we would start using the correct language, Um, If we would stop referring to the platform as a stage, um, because when we say stage, we start to think of the congregation as an audience and not as fellow worshipers with God. Uh, We need to think of God as the audience. There is only one person in the audience when we come together to worship him. That is the Lord, our Savior, God the Father, who is revealed to us in Jesus Christ, made present through the Holy Spirit, and that is our one God, and He is our one audience, and we want to give Him all praise and worship. So if you want to see Him as the audience, that means every single person in the congregation on the stage platform, off the stage congregation, um, all of us together. Are would be the performers for God, so to speak. Um, and yet even that doesn't quite get it because we aren't really performing for him. It's not like we're putting on a show for God. It's more that we're coming into fellowship with him. We worship him. We praise him. Uh, we accept gifts from him. And it's sort of this uh, family reunion where he's the head of the church. He is our father. And another way to look at it, he is the bridegroom. We are the bride. And together with Him in this uh, amazing celebratory ceremony. Uh, You know, every now and then services like Good Friday, you know, embrace services, things like that, they're not going to be quite so celebratory. But most of the time when we come together, anytime it's a Sunday, Sunday is always a feast day. Sunday is always a celebration. Sunday is always a time to really party, if we're going to use that kind of language. So we need to get over the rock star mentality. There's one person in the audience, and that person is the three in one, the Trinity, our God. Um, And we are before him, together with him. And it's interesting that as he invites us into his house, we also invite him together. Uh, It's this give and take that goes on. So we have to get over the, the worship leader rock star mentality. Another thing is we, we do as worship leaders need to spend time with God as much as we spend time with the music. Uh, I, I think that it's very important that we keep our hearts sensitive to God and this comes with spending time with God and spending time with other people in the church together. We really do need to be people who are sensitive to where God is leading us. Uh, with. With spending time in prayer, if you want to use a a rule of prayer, I think that's wonderful. Things like the Book of Common Prayer, there are so many apps that you can get for free now for your phone, for your iPad, uh, whether you use an Android phone, whatever device you're using. Uh, Even on your your just home computer or your office computer, there are so many ways to help us pray. And I strongly encourage people to use written prayers, Um, not because I want it to be something that is... um, passionless and lifeless but actually just for the opposite of that it's the same reason I sit down with a piece of music in front of me to learn the music I want to sit down in front of these prayers and learn to pray and uh, I want to make these prayers my own it sounds so much better when I learn to pray by people who are wiser than I am when I entrust my life and my prayers to those who are wiser than I am my praying just automatically gets better and uh it's not utilitarian it's about being formed by god it's not about what i can get out of prayer it's about lord how can i be shaped and formed into who you are so that as a music leader a praise leader i can be shaped into your image and that hopefully i can as a leader lead the way by helping others see what it looks like to be shaped into the image of god um I can help people understand what it means to repent. You know, sometimes as worship leaders, maybe we need to repent publicly and say, you know what, now is the time where we confess. We've so lost that. But, you know, until fairly recently in church history, confession was something that happened every time we came together as a body of Christ. Maybe your job, a part of your job as a praise leader, is to take some time and help the congregation confess, to just stop and pause. Maybe you can do it before a song starts. Maybe at the beginning of your service and just say, you know what, as we come together today, we want to acknowledge that God is holy, that God alone is holy, that he is the source of our holiness. And as humans, we sin. And we need cleansing. We don't have to sin, but we do. Maybe this week we can think of sin that even though God has set us free from sin, as we come before him today, we ask you, Lord, to cleanse us and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's on us and not on you because you have set us free. It is we who have chosen to once again enter into sin. And maybe you can say something like that or something even a little more simple as you come together. But I think it's important that we help our people learn how to confess in our praise as much as we do anything else. So we come together and we spend time praising and worshiping. Uh, we spend time with God. Part of this spending time with God process and preparing for a service. Um, practice 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 just as you're practicing your prayers practice your music (laughs) all right maybe in that order is the way we should do it when you come into your office if you're a full-time or a part-time worship leader whenever that time is set apart for you to do the work of planning services which uh, we're going to get into in a minute here as well as you practice your prayers practice your music (laughs) as well um know it when you get up on Sunday morning. If you don't know it and it's Saturday night, well, you better get practicing. You know, um, I find it helpful to to plan at least a week or two in advance. Uh, Two weeks is always best for me so I can have it in my head and be singing it and playing along with it and If you're one that leads with an instrument, you you really need to know what you're doing when you go in. So you don't have to be staring at your paper the entire time or staring at the screen. Um, You want to know if you're going to lead, you have to have been there first. And you have to help people on that journey. Uh, so, So practice, practice, practice. It will turn into actually playing the more you practice it. Just like the more you practice prayer, it will actually turn into praying but that's something that's that's very, uh, very important. Uh, another thing is, as you're planning worship, and this is something that's behind the scenes, uh, I'm very fortunate in that I have a good pastor that that he and I um, have worked out where a couple weeks in advance um, he's just intent that he's going to know where he's going we weren't always like this it used to be a little more spontaneous and and occasionally it still is if if he feels like God changes the direction but we believe God can work through order and God works in advance (laughs) and um We believe as we're sensitive to him, we can sort that out together. So let me give you an example of of what I do in my worship planning on a given week. I'm in my office at church one day a week, and that's Wednesday. And I'll go in the morning, and usually I have a a message or a conversation, uh, usually an email um, from my senior pastor. And it'll have sort of the order that he would like to use um, for the next couple of weeks in advance, Um, and he kind of tells me his theme for the day. He gives me some scripture of where he's going to be going, and uh, and sometimes I'll get up, and, and even yesterday I had to ask him about some of the things that were in the order of service that maybe I thought wasn't weren't going to flow quite right uh, and he agreed in this instance and and, uh, and we decided you know what can we do to make it flow a little better with the order that day and it worked out great we have a, a great working relationship like that and i know not everybody has that but i'm very blessed in my situation so uh, so if you can work thematically um, we pitched out the idea a long time ago years ago actually um, that we were going to be a contemporary or a traditional church, we decided we were going to be thematic when we worshiped on Sunday morning, that we were going to try to get one point across, that whatever the message was going to be revolved around that day, we were going to try to make the music focus into that same thing. If an old ancient hymn worked best to get that point across, we would unapologetically use that hymn. If a brand new contemporary song by Jesus Culture or whoever fit better and we needed to have electric guitars blaring and synthesizers or whatever we needed, um, we were going to do that. And it was going to be a matter of again trying to prayerfully consider what do we need to do to get this message across for today? How can we speak the word of God into the life of our people through song, through music, through our prayer time, through our moments gathering together, um, through our speaking to the congregation thematically throughout the day? So as I, as I Uh, I guess I would encourage you, if you can, because that's what I like to do, is work thematically. Um, The seasons that we are in, like Lent and Easter, are great because that gives me a theme automatically, something I can go for. Uh, In just a couple weeks, we'll be heading into the Easter season, seven weeks where we get to really celebrate the resurrection. And I think that's incredible, you know, working thematically that way. Um, And, um, if, if you can I, I guess that would just be my advice to you and, and everybody works a little different maybe your church you know wants to be like the most contemporary church on the planet or, or uh, the the more the, the most ancient who knows whatever your theme is but even that is a theme in itself but but look for solid content you want to make sure that that you're singing um good words that you as a song leader are putting good words into the mouths of your people um, whenever people leave a church on Sunday morning, I've said this before on this podcast, but you know, it can be the greatest sermon you've ever heard, but people will not leave with the tune of the sermon in their head. They're going to leave with the songs, hopefully, in their head. They might be singing a tune. There may be a line or a phrase that they can latch onto, and we'll be singing it over and over again through that coming week. So that's why hopefully you can get it all to flow together and maybe that'll bring back to mind. um, There's something about music that actually brings back to mind memories that we had. So if there's something about that message, something about that experience we've created on Sunday morning that God has worked through, hopefully putting a song in their head will automatically jog back to that word from the Lord that day that we have brought out from scripture. Um, And and that's our hope, you know, working thematically in that way is that the music could work to serve the message. We want to be servants in all that we do. Um, I would also recommend, and this is sort of a practical thing, whether you have three people in your band or whether you have 30 people um, use a a program like Like Planning Center, if you go to planningcenteronline.com, you're going to find a great planning resource there. Um, It's a way that you can uh, plan your services and and you can keep records week after week. You can see what you've been singing. Um, You can send out emails. You can fill positions, what you need, everything from the sound man to the bass player to the drummer. And you'll send out these emails automatically whenever you have um, your service ready to go and and you need people on those. Um, Your your praise band, all the people that work with you on planning center, they can actually block out dates when they know in advance they aren't going to be there. And it helps you when you're planning to know who you're working with that week. So uh, if you have just a little bit of money, um, it's something like i think 15 to 20 dollars a month depending on the size of your church um planning center online is a great way to plan um it saves a lot of time once you get the hang of it and it actually is a great resource because you have a lot of stuff in there from times before um you can store um music videos from youtube in there Um, you can store lead sheets you can store sheet music you can store mp3s you can really store whatever you want your praise band uh, your sound tech guys um, the av people whatever you want them to have for that week you can put in planning center and they and all the people um in your group can actually log into that site as well when you send them the email invitation and they can get in there anytime and look at those resources. They they don't have to have like a song packet that you've printed out for them to practice at home. They can just get right on the computer. They don't know how the song goes. Well, going to click on this YouTube video or play this MP3. I can hear it. And then I have the chart right in front of me because it's here in the program. So anybody with an internet connection can just log right in and begin practicing. And that gets back to our practice, practice, practice. And the theme is in there and you can leave notes for everybody, say this is what we're hoping for this week, um, this is the theme we're going for, I hope you'll all be prayerful about it. Um, so um, those are just a few tips um, that I have for you on worship leading. Um, let's get into to some of the actual uh, on the platform things that we can do. Um, I got this from, from Paul Balash years ago, but One of the most important things that Paul says we can do as worship leaders, and I agree with him, is to remove as many distractions as possible. And that takes some advanced planning to do that. Um, You want to know the music for one thing part of it is practicing and and learning to play skillfully, um, learning the words, so you're at least familiar enough with them that you're not tripping over them when you're reading them off the screen. If you haven't got them completely set to memory, um, you should at least be able to to use them like just something you can just glance at the screen if you need it, and not that you're going to have to be staring at it the entire time. You want to learn to play together with other people, If you can somehow teach your singers and your instrumentalists to play together, to listen to each other, uh, that's going to be one of the best things you can do, Um, but let's break this down to like, let's say if you're one person, say it's just you, you play guitar, you play piano, Um, it's just you and the congregation, and that's it, you don't have a big band. You're going to play differently when you're doing that than you would with uh, you know a full 30 piece orchestra or something on Sunday morning but it doesn't mean that one is better than another Um, but you want to try to make your sound as full as you can so um, you know as you're a guitar player a piano player uh, you just want to be practiced up well you want to know what you're going to be playing but when you start adding other elements to the band let's say you start adding a bass player in Well, you don't need to rely so heavily if you're a piano player on those bass notes that are in the piano. You can do a lot more with your right hand and maybe leave the left hand sitting out a little more because now you got a bass. Same thing with guitar. You might try to find some ways to play your guitar up a little higher because the bass can hit those low notes for you and and complement what you're doing. And that way you're not stepping on each other and playing all the same things. Um, If you add a, a drummer in, so to speak you let the drummer set the tempo for you get your drummer a metronome this is so important i didn't realize this for the first few years of worship playing. i thought well the drummer will just keep us straight but if the drummer has a metronome or a click to play along with which would be a good idea for everybody in the band if you can not everybody can do that but get your drummer a metronome and have him practice with a metronome just to keep you on beat and you want to listen for that drummer. So now you've got three or four musicians, you know, and the drummer wants to be locked in. I mean, the bass player wants to be locked in with what the drummer's doing. So the bass is generally going to be playing kind of like what the kick drum. Is gonna be playing, so you can instruct your bass player. You know, listen for the drummer. Listen to kind of what he's doing. Listen to what I'm doing on guitar, because I don't want you to do the same thing I'm doing exactly. Um, I might just need to do a straight strum. You know, brum, because the bass is going. And uh, well, as normally, I might have to go strum to strum just strum to strum to strum, you know, instead of having to do that now because I'm not just one person anymore, I can just let the bass do the boom, 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 boom. I can just kind of do a strum, you know, and let it all ring out. And The drummers adding in some of the fills in the background. Same thing with the piano play. If you added a piano player to that mix as well, the more people you have, the less you have to play, and you need to listen for each other. Whatever that person is playing, you don't need to play it. Uh, You don't have to play every single note that's on the page, and I would say that to all instrumentalists who are playing on Sunday morning. Just because you can play it doesn't mean you should. Add another electric guitar player in or something on Sunday morning or an organ, whatever it is, you need to listen to each other. The electric guitar player doesn't need to play the same thing the acoustic guitar player is playing. They can select notes. Sometimes all electric guitar player needs to do is put a little delay on their instrument, uh, you know, some dotted eighth notes and play a D-shaped chord, you know, that basic D chord that you play on a guitar. You can run that up and down the neck to so many different places. If you're in a pinch, if you just play that D chord, just play a note a time or play it double time or something, you know, you're going to be able to find it fills in a lot. Listen to the recording. Listen to what those instruments are doing. You'll never hear in a professional recording every instrument playing all the same things at the same time. Um, When you talk, you don't scream at a person constantly. You don't always talk with the same pitch. Um, You start, you know, you take breaths at certain places, like I'm doing now. I stop to take a breath. I need to pause. I need to calm down think more think through what i'm playing and this all happens uh over time but it happens as you practice together and as you listen together to what's going on Uh, my advice is as a worship leader if you're going to instruct your players and if you're one of the players Listen to the original song if you have that, unless it's an original song and you don't have, you know, all those parts to listen to, you don't have a recording of it. That's another thing altogether, but you still need to listen to each other. But go to that, like, original recording. Find any recording of a song, like, um, a song, let's just say, like, one of the Getty's songs, like, In Christ Alone. There are so many versions of that song they're all very good and you can find one and go okay here's something that the guitarist is doing here that's kind of interesting or you know you go to a song like uh, like matt mahar um lord i need you something like that and you, you ask you know okay this song starts out soft and maybe we're just hearing a piano at first so maybe i don't even need to play as the guitar player right now. Um, maybe I can wait till the chorus and we'll build it in. And then, you know, the, we'll have the electric kind of swell in as time goes on. The drums don't even need to play right up front that will, everything will kind of build in gradually. So uh, listening to each other is, is a wonderful thing. And it's an essential thing as a worship leader with that in mind, also, um, be a good host to your congregation and, and kind of listen to them. Um, And what I mean by that is literally listen to them. Are they singing? Um, Depending on how large your church is, you'll be able to tell right away. Some of you may need to put microphones on your congregation so that you can have it fed through your monitor a little bit. But if your congregation's not singing along with you, then we have a problem. Um, We need to make sure that everyone is becoming engaged together and we've gotta figure out how we can lead. Now, your job as a worship leader is to be a servant to those people. And you want to be a, a good host, so to speak. In a sense, as as a leader, you you are sort of a host. That's kind of our job when we come together. We're welcoming people into the presence of God. And we're welcoming them. We want to help them to worship. Well, how do we help them to worship? Uh, this is something that, that is a delicate art. I still can't claim that I do it the best. I strive for it. I try for it. But I know a lot of the personalities in my congregation, they, there's a certain type of music that they're just going to turn off to right away. Maybe it shouldn't be. Who knows? I'm not going to say if it's right or wrong. It's just how we are as humans. We all seem to have this certain way that we tune in and the way that we tune out. If the vast majority of your congregation are like 60 and above, then it's probably not going to be great for you to go in and do all Jesus culture music, you know, uh, or all sons and daughters or whatever. But at the same time, you can make songs your own. Um, A song like Because He Lives, which I've just found that it's sort of like that's canon on Easter Sunday morning. Our church has to have that song or heads will roll. Uh, Not literally, but it just feels that way sometimes. Like that's such an important song to our congregation. But me being the leader that I am with the instrumentation that I have, um, you know, we're kind of a mixed congregation, but I don't have like the leaders that can play it the way that like Gaither would, you know, when they wrote it. There's a Southern gospel way to play it. So I have to ask, how can I make this song my own in a way that they can still own, but that I can too? So as you're being a good host, you have to realize at the same time, you don't have to host it, host the party like every other host on the planet. You don't have to copy someone else. You can kind of make it your own. Uh, I do that all the time. That's one thing with a lot of these songs that I'm having published with Lifeway. A few of them are remakes of older songs, and they're just sort of done my way or done ways that we've been doing them in my congregation, and it just kind of works better. You know, it's the way that I play them. It doesn't mean it's better than anybody else's way. It's just a way that for me works and I think would work for a lot of other people that are probably in my age range and, you know, listen to the similar type of music that I listen to. Uh, again, it doesn't mean it's better than than an older or a newer style of music or a different style of music. It's just sort of my way. Um, and God has created us all to be who we are. Um, I spend way too much time Regretting who I am and not enough time thanking God for making me the way that I am. You know, I I always seem to want to be somebody else, especially in my worship leading. But at some point, we have to get comfortable with the fact that part of listening to God is listening to who God made us to be as well. And we have to be servants, but at the same time, be ourselves. And that is a tricky line. And I don't know how uh, quite uh, to explain to you how to do that, but in all things, do it with prayer. Be prayerful in all things. Um, If if you know that your congregation, 90% of them are not familiar with a song, take some time to introduce that song. You know, you have to do it a few times before people start singing along with it. And this can be admittedly tricky when you're working thematically because it doesn't always lend for you to repeat a song again and again week after week after week because maybe that's not what the service is about that week. But do your best. I know at my church, um, I'll try to put some music in advance. Um, I I have a segment on our church website. It's just called Preparing Our Hearts with with Pastor Rick Lee James. And if you go to like homeroadnaz.org, you'll be able to see this on the website. I try weekly to put one video up of a song that we're going to be doing, especially if it's a new song. And I I hope, I don't know if it's caught on yet, but I hope people are going there to try to listen along and sing along a little bit and try to get the idea. Occasionally, I'll put like a devotional on there about the theme of the week that's coming on the service. Um, But I'm trying to be a good host when I come together with God's people. Um, Other than that, I mean, there's a whole lot more that that I could talk about, I guess, Uh, but I would need probably more specific Uh, ideas about what you guys are interested in. So I'm gonna call this a day for now because I need to go and do some other things anyway. Uh, Things like uh, my son will be waking up soon from his nap. My two-year-old little guy, and I should probably get ready for that, and uh, I have the busyness of the day to go about like many of you do, but do me a favor. If you're a, a regular listener to this podcast or if you're brand new to it, I would love to continue this conversation, and uh, one of two things, or, or maybe both of these things I'd love to see happen. Um, maybe if you're someone that has questions about leading worship, I'd love to have you maybe Skype in one of these times and um, and maybe we can just have a conversation together Um, I I've done as many as like five people on the show at the same time it's a little difficult to do that but I know we could do it Um, I'd love to have a, a sort of a panel of question and answer, and not necessarily that I have all the answers. Maybe you have answers that I don't, and uh, and we can all learn from each other, but I'd love to try something like that. So if you're a person that's sort of a worship leader, not sort of worship leader, you are one, or uh, you're preparing to be one, uh, and you're just, you have questions, maybe you have answers about worship leader, and you think we could have a good dialogue, I'd love to do a, a future episode um, with you and I get as many of you as we can. We'll set a date on the calendar and we'll discuss like when we can get together and we'll all Skype in maybe on an evening, maybe on a weekend or something where everybody would be available. And we can kind of have a podcast conversation on the show. Uh, we'll have sort of a Q&A time. And if there's any questions I can answer, I'd be glad to do that. Also, um, you know, maybe either or what I just described, we could also do this you just send me an emails or send me a Facebook message or a Twitter message. Um, again, my Twitter, the name is at Rick Lee James. Um, or facebook.com slash Rick James, send me a message and just say, hey, I'd love for you to to cover this on the podcast in the future. Um, and we can kind of work that way. Maybe you don't want to call in and be a part of the show. That's okay. But you just want to ask some questions. I've appreciated the feedback uh, that I've gotten over the, the last few weeks. I asked for it a while back and I've gotten a lot of good feedback. And I want to continue that uh, coming in, but one thing that kept coming up was you need to talk more about worship so uh, so I want to be um, sensitive to that and I want to be helpful. So if you have found this helpful anyway, I want to be a part of a, a future conversation. Um, look me up. You can find my email, all my contact information at rickleyjames.com or you can get the, you know, the expressway to it, rickleyjames.com slash contact. And that has all my contact information there. Uh, you can get through me, through to me one way or the other. So, With that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and put a pen in it for this week and say thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. God bless you as you serve the Lord and as we all serve the Lord together. May we make a pleasing sound to Him. May we be the voices in His head as He is the voice in ours as we come together and may we enjoy fellowship together as the body of Christ. Uh, Lord Jesus, oh God, help us together to be able to lead our congregation into Your presence. Lead us, Lord, as we lead them, we pray. And help us to be examples. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Lord, may he be the example for us that we could say to our people, follow us as we follow Christ. And um, help us to be leaders in that way and disciples of people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. God bless you. I hope you guys have an incredible week. Bye. You've been listening to Voices in My Head